Welcome to the Southside Community Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. hearts are free. Amen. We'll read some scripture here. You have your Bibles and want to follow along with us here this morning. I want to read over in Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. I'm going to read the whole chapter. Don't have my glasses, so pray for me this morning. I'll get through it here. Genesis chapter 39. And it said, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which brought him from down hither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight. And he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he, listen to this, and he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said unto, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wath not what is with me in the house. And he has committed all that he hath to my hand. And there is none greater in this house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not to her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph 
went into the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. And she called him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto her, uh, called unto the man of the house, and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. And, and he came unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when I when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried. Uh, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid uh, up his garment by her until her Lord came home. And she spake unto uh, him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when the master heard of the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant uh, to me, that, this, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord, praise God, was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. And the keeper of the prison looked not into anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Amen. I want to read one more verse over here in Proverbs. Proverbs uh, 4. And 23, the 23rd verse, it says this. It says, Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful once again for the opportunity, Lord, of being in the house of God. We're so thankful, Lord, that we have the word before us today, God. And we pray, Lord, for just a little while, Lord, you'll help us, God, to preach this message, Lord, and think about the things that happened in this story, God, that we read today. For we realize, Lord, that without your help and without your touch, Lord, it'd be empty and void. So we pray once again, God, that you'd strengthen us and help us. Lord, just use our mouth, Lord, this morning, and put those words, God, in it that you'd want us to say today. For, Lord, without you, we surely can do nothing at all. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What a story this morning here in the Bible about Joseph. Uh, I haven't really... I've read about Joseph's life in times past. But I never preached on it. But what a great story. And what a great example. And what a great person Joseph was. He was a man of God. And I was thinking here uh, this morning as I was looking at the scripture and thinking about what was just read. Uh, I like to go back just for a little bit and give a little bit of history before this story had happened here that we read. <clears throat> Jacob, you remember Jacob. He's the third patriarch. There was Abraham, there was Isaac, and then there was Jacob. Amen? And Jacob had 12 sons. And Joseph was the youngest son out of the 12. And Joseph's mother was Rachel. And if you remember that story, Rachel was barren and couldn't bear any children. And all the other children that he had was by his other wives and handmaidens. But Joseph was born to Rachel, and I thought that's a special. That was a, he was a special child. And as we started looking here at, at the scripture, at about the age of seventeen, it said that Joseph or uh, Jacob was down in the land of Canaan, Canaan, where his father had dwelt, and. Uh, Joseph was his favorite son. The Bible said that he was his favorite son and he loved him greatly above his other sons, basically is what it said. And I, uh, I thought about that. You know, I, this just don't seem right, but that's just the way it is. I got three girls and I love them all the same. I, lo I don't love one more than the other. But anyway... The reason the Bible said, I think, because he loved him more, he was a son in his old age. He was well up in years and, and when Joseph was born. And that's the reason he loved him so much, I guess, above his other brothers. So with that being said, I know it sounds kind of like a lesson instead of preaching this morning, but we'll get to the preaching. And... Uh, his brothers were jealous of him because his father loved him more than he did them. And Joseph, we got a, 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 a here in the scripture, said he was a dreamer. And then this passage, these passages of scriptures for that, it gives two dreams that he dreamed. And the first dream that he had, him and his brothers were out in the field and they were binding sheaves. And if you know what sheaves are, that's the stock on the grain. And what they done, they after whatever they did with the grain, they took those stocks, those sheaves, 
And they tied them together and wrapped them together. Surely they did something with them. I never went into all the study in that. But it said that he was at, his dream was he interpreted this to his brothers. And he said, we were out in the field. And he said, my, uh, our, uh, we was binding sheaves. And all of a sudden, my, my sheaves stood up. And yours laid down and stayed in place. In other words, what he was saying, one of these days, you'll bow to me. I'll be ahead of you, basically, is what he said. You'll pay homage to me. I tell you, it made him mad. It made him jealous. And they hated him even more. And then he had another dream. And the other dream that he had, he dreamed of the sun and the moon and 11 stars. The sun represented Jacob. The moon was as his mother. And the stars was his other brother. And he was above them all. And it was, and in other words, in time, they would all bow to him. And it made his brothers even more jealous and upset at him and hated him even more. Then getting down to this part of the story for this, his brothers were out in the field working with the uh, cattle and the and the, the the livestock and everything. And Jacob sent him down. He's the youngest of the brothers. I don't know how much how much younger he was than the brother that was older than him, but he was a lot younger. And Jacob sent him down to. Uh, uh, See how his brothers were doing out in the fields to check on him. And, and as, as Joseph was coming across the field and across the plains, his brothers seen him. His brothers seen him coming. And he said, here's that dreamer, huh, that's coming unto us. They said this about their brother. Let us slay him and get rid of him is what their plans were. So they made up this scheme and he came to his brothers and they made up a, a, a scheme to throw him in a pit. To throw him in this pit and do away with him. And that's what they did. They threw him into the pit and where there was no water, no food or nothing. And they ate, and it said they ate their bread and they were eating and then they seen some Ishmaelites that had came by they were on their way to Egypt. And they, uh, they had uh, spices and myrrh and balm. And they was taken to Egypt to sell. And it was uh, Judah said, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. Huh? There's no sense of him, let's kill him. And, uh, and the blood being shed upon him. And we'll sell him to the Ishmaelites. Make a profit. So they made this plan to go get him out of the pit. And in the meantime, there were some Mennonites that came by and seen him in that pit and pulled him up out of the pit. Huh? And took him to the Ishmaelites and sold him to the Ishmaelites. And later, they went back to get him, him and his brothers, Reuben being the oldest. And Reuben came up to the pit and he was gone. And he wasn't there. 
And he hollered out and told his brothers he's gone and we don't know where he went. You remember the story, his coat of many collars that Jacob or had, that Joseph that Jacob had made for Joseph, that famous coat we heard about. It was laying there. And they killed a kid, a small goat, and took the blood and spread it upon his coat. So it looked like wild animals had killed him. Huh? Had killed Joseph. So they done that and they took the coat back to their father, Jacob, and showed him what, was, what had happened and deceived him. And as soon as Jacob seen it, he knew that the wild beast had killed his boy. And that's what they told him to, that the wild beast had got a hold of him. And it said in the scripture that, that, jo that Jacob's heart was broken and he mourned many days. And his family tried to comfort him and he, couldn't, he didn't want him around. He didn't want anybody in the family coming in to see him. He was mourning so bad. He said, I'll go down into my grave suffering in grief over this. So anyway, here was Joseph, this young man. I thought about this. He's 17, maybe 18 years old at this time. Huh? And his brothers done an awful thing unto him. Huh? And he was, listen, he was sold. Uh, uh, the Israelites had bought him. And, and now, and was going to take him to Egypt and sell him as a slave. Huh? Listen to me this morning. I thought about this. Huh? Here this young man, I tell you, he had plans. He had dreams. Huh? Just like you and I. I tell you what his plans was. The scripture has gives us no clue. Huh? But I tell you, he had plans to live by his father Jacob. Huh? He had plans to have a farm, huh? And raise a family and serve the Lord, huh? By his father Jacob, huh? And become a great patriarch, huh? And raise his family and teach them the ways of God. What happened? His dreams are shattered. His life is changed, huh? Everything changed in Joseph's life that day. They brought him down to Egypt, huh? And there was Potiphar. The scripture don't give us much about Potiphar, but he was close to Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the president in our terms. He's the highest man in power. Whatever Pharaoh says, whatever Pharaoh does or uh, uh, happens, Pharaoh's the cause of it. And he was a captain of Pharaoh's guard. Huh? I believe what his position was, he was a head of security of all of Pharaoh and of all of Pharaoh's government and people and, and those that are high up. He was a very important man in Pharaoh's cabinet. And here come, listen to this, I don't know if you can picture this, 
huh? Here comes Joseph. And I'm sure they might have had some other slaves there. I'm not for sure. I, I can't, I'm just speculating this morning. And this is going to be a lot of speculations. But I want to get the word out to you, huh? And here he is, this young man, huh? 18, 17, 18 year old, whatever, how old he is, huh? And they got him tied up, huh? And they're bringing him down to Egypt to sell him, huh? Into slavery. He's going to be a slave. And Potiphar, somehow, I don't know the circumstances, but here's Potiphar. And he sees Joseph, huh? He looks at this young lad, and I want to tell you something. The scripture said that Joseph was a goodly man. Now I want to tell you what that means. He was handsome. He was strong. He was a good-looking guy, a good-looking kid, a good-looking young man. He was very attractive. He was goodly to look at. And and Potiphar seen him, and he and, and he looked at him. And he said, I want to buy him. He's going to be a good prospect for me. I want him. He said he bought Joseph, brought him into his house. And the scripture said, the Lord was with him. Huh? Now listen to me this morning, huh? Hear this young man. Huh? His life has been shattered. Huh? He's been sold into slavery. And yet, huh? He gets into Potiphar's house, huh? And Potiphar sees God in him, huh? Praise God! He's not taking He found out something in Joseph, huh? Not only was he healthy, and it was he a good-looking man. He found out the God of the Hebrews live in his heart. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Huh? He put Joseph in there, I tell you. Listen, my friend. The Scripture said that everything that Joseph did for Potiphar, for, for Potiphar it prospered and it growed. Huh? And, and Potiphar seen, my friend, he's seen the hand of God on Huh? Had a little note here. Huh? It said the key to uh, Joseph's life, the key to Joseph's whole life is expressed in the words, the Lord was with him and the Lord had made all that he did prosper in his hand. <laughs> Praise God! Listen, my friend, this morning. I thought about this. How Joseph's an example for you and I's salvation this morning. And our integrity to keep the faith of God. Huh? Here he was. He was shattered. His life was torn apart. But he believed in the God of Jehovah. Jacob, I tell you, his father taught him the ways of the Lord. And it never departed from him. He kept the faith, huh? He believed in God. He trusted in God. And whatever the circumstances he was in, he believed in God was with him. And, he had, and everything that Potiphar had, huh? His money, huh? He 
his investments, huh? his his treasures, huh? Every cattle, every every possession that he had, he put in Joseph's hand. They said he never paid any attention to nothing. Only the bread that he ate. Only the food. That's all the concerns that he needed to be concerned about. Everything else Joseph took care of. Huh? Because God blessed him. And, and, and Potiphar seen it. Huh? I'll tell you, a righteous life, church, this morning, a godly life, the world sees it and knows it. And knows it's different. Amen? Everything he had. Everything prospered. Everything grew. Amen. Then comes the temptation. Huh? I was trying to think about this as much as I could. Trying to put my mind around it. Potiphar's wife. I want to tell you something. Everything that's good everything in our lives I tell you that the Lord is, is our life we're Christians and we're saved and everything that's good the devil wants to destroy that huh? he wants to come into our lives and get us down and destroy us and get us to turn away from God huh? he's the tempter he's the liar Huh? There's no truth in him. Here comes Potiphar's wife. I'm not so sure, my friend. Listen. Like I said, I'm just speculating. If she wasn't jealous of Joseph too. Huh? Because Potiphar thought the world of Joseph and gave him everything. Huh? She might have been a little bit jealous of him. Because Potiphar, huh? Paid more attention to her him than he did her. I don't know. But I want to tell you something. He surely was the talk of their conversation. Huh? Everything they got had now had prospered. Huh? And she was part of it. She was his wife. She got part of it too. But anyways, it says here, and it came to pass after these things, huh? that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said, lie with me. Huh? I want to tell you something. Like I said before, Joseph was a handsome man. Young man. Strong. Muscular. Good looking. He had it all. Huh? And Potiphar's wife Huh? She got to looking at him. Huh? Got to lusting after him. Hmm. And she wanted, my friend, church this morning, she wanted to have sexual intercourse with him. She wanted Joseph to lie with him. Right with her. Huh? You see the temptation this morning? You see what happened? See how the devil comes? Huh? And the things that he does, she kind of reminds me of the devil this morning in this story. Everything was going good. Everything was going great. Huh? And then the devil steps in and tries to ruin everything. I want to tell you, she came up to him. 
Huh? And it said there in the scriptures, it said here, uh, I believe it said, it said day by day, huh? She came in and tempted him to lie with her. I'll tell you something this morning. Uh, I got some notes here I wanted to read. <clears throat> These are the steps she had taken on Joseph. First, she approached him with flattery. And then she enticed him with her look of passion for him. And then finally, she done the ambush when she got him alone. So anyway, my, uh, what she was trying to do, she was trying to tempt Joseph. She knew what she wanted, huh? And I want to tell you something. I thought, you know, Joseph, he's, he's such a godly man. He's such a... Uh, 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 with strong faith and integrity and all that's true. But I tell you this morning, I was thinking about it, huh? And I was uh, thinking about him. But I'll tell you what, he was human too. Just like you and I, huh? I tell you, when she came in and flattered him, huh? And wanted to have sexual intercourse with him, huh? And she was a beautiful woman, I believe. This is speculation. I believe she smelled good, huh? She looked good. She bathed in the finest oil. And Joseph was tempted to take her. Huh? It was a strong temptation for him. Huh? Because we're human. We're in the flesh. And the carnality, huh? Has a desire for the, to please its flesh. And that's where he was. Huh? But you know what he said? I'll tell you, I love this. Huh? He said, why would I do such an evil thing? Huh? And sin against God. <laughs> huh? Praise the Lord, man. I thought about that this morning. Huh? I tell you, he looked to God. He didn't look for his own pleasure. Huh? For his own desires, huh? But he looked to the God of heaven that was with him, huh? When he threw him down in that well and brought him out, huh? Praise God! He knew the Lord was with him! Huh? How can I sin against my God? You want me to lie with you, huh? Because of your lustful flesh and yet, huh? Why should I deserve my God and sin and lie with you? Huh? Why should I? And be disrespectful to Potiphar. Huh? Then be disrespectful to my master who's gave me all control. He said there's none higher in this house but me. I'm at the top, is what Joseph said. He's given me everything and he's put everything in my hands. But you... He has not given because you're his wife, huh? And this would be an ungodly and an unfaithful and a perverted thing. What you want me to do with you? She never gave up, huh? It said day by day she was there, huh? Luring him in. And I want to tell you something. One day it happened. She came in, and he was there by himself. I don't know the circumstances. The scripture don't give us very much detail, but most 
Most of the time, she snuck in a little bit when those other men were doing things. But this time, the other men were gone, and it was just him and her. Uh, I remember Billy Graham saying he, he would never go, and Mike Pence is the same way. He will never go anywhere uh, with another woman other than his wife unless someone else is with It's going to be somebody else. I respect that. I respect that. And here she was, huh? He was all alone. He was in there. I know I got to quit. It's just almost 12 o'clock. He was in there all alone doing his master's business, whatever it took. And here she came. She came into him, and I want to tell you something. This one was a little bit different. Got to look at it. I've been thinking about it. Huh? She came in there, huh? And she got right up against him, huh? And grabbed his garment. I tell you, and, and pray, listen, it don't say this in the scripture, but I could kind of picture it a little bit. She she pressed herself up against his body. It was flesh against flesh. I want to tell you something. The strong allurement, all the all the body anxieties, huh? Were there. And she pressed against him, huh? And he said, the scripture said he fled and run from it. I want to tell you something, church. That's biblical, huh? The scripture said, flee from temptations. Flee from those things. That means run from them. Get away from them. The temptations that will bring you down. And he fled, huh? And he fled. His garment was hanging in her hand. And she took off. And he took off. And left. Huh? <clears throat> That's what you and I need to do when the temptations come. Now, I'm not talking about just sexual temptations. This was a sexual temptation. I'm talking about all temptations. Huh? When the devil comes in and tempts us to do something that we're not supposed to do, huh? And, and, and the only purpose is he's doing it is to destroy us spiritually. That's the whole purpose of his temptations is to ruin us spiritually. Huh? But anyway, he took off. She had that garment in his hand. And what comes? She tells the biggest lie. Just reversed huh, characters. She reversed in her lies that Joseph tried to rape me. Huh? Joseph tried to throw himself upon me. I want to tell you something today. The devil does shock. I said, she reminds me of the devil. He says, just the way he is. He twists and turns everything around the other way. How the truth. He twists the truth around and turns it around. Huh? That's what she said. She told the man. She hollered for the man. Huh? Told them what had happened. This Hebrews come in and mock me, try to lie with me. Huh? She kept that garment in her hand. Huh? Held on to it to her husband come home. She's going to tell him the same lie. She's going to tell him the same big lie. Huh? And here comes Potiphar. He comes home. She's got that garment in her in her hand. 
And she tells him, this Hebrew that you brought down here to our house huh, has tried to lie with me and have sex with me and here's his garment. I hollered him. I hollered for the man. And when I hollered for the man, he fled. And here's his garment. Potiphar looked at her, looked at the garment, heard her story. And we know he believed her. We know he believed her because he put him in prison. If he'd have been wise and smart, huh? He'd have went to Joseph and asked him. And maybe he did, I don't know. We don't know. But he shouldn't if he didn't. And asked Joseph his side of the story. He had a lot of confidence, a lot of faith in Joseph. To give your everything you have to another man and let him take charge of it. Hey, you got a lot of confidence and a lot of faith in that person. I'll tell you that. He should have thrown his wife in prison and kept Joseph. He'd been a lot better off. But that's another story. But anyway, church, huh? Potiphar was broken. I tell you, he was shook up. He didn't want to throw Joseph in jail. He didn't want to throw Joseph in prison. But he did. But he did. Because the word was already out. And Joseph, you know how you know how the word gets out when something happens. Huh? Everybody knows about it, especially the smaller town you're in, the, the more faster people know it. And of course now it's Facebook and everything else. As soon as something happens, I know they didn't have it back then, but the word travels fast. So he really didn't have no choice. He threw him in prison. And the scripture said that the Lord was with him in the prison. I want to tell you something, my friend, and I know I said this earlier. We got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Joseph had all, listen, I think about it. He had all the characteristics of a godly man. Huh? And he didn't even have the blood of Christ <laughs> on his life. Huh? Christ had not came yet, but he was faithful to God. Huh? Why was God with Joseph? Question. Why was God even with Joseph? Answer. Because Joseph huh, was with God. Huh? Hallelujah. God was his life. God was first place. He loved the Lord thy God and kept the commandment that wasn't even written yet. It was written in Moses' time. But it said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, strength, and mind. Huh? And thy neighbor as thyself. He held on to that. Amen. Quick, I'm done. <clears throat> One more scripture here. This last scripture. Huh? This is this is what we need right here this morning. I tell you, I got so much, and I ain't got time to do it. I thought about this, how this scripture went with this. It says, "Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life." In another translation, this translation here said, 
<clears throat> above all, guard your affections, for they <clears throat> are the influence in everything else in your life. Your affections, huh? Your emotions, huh? All these things that are in our hearts, I tell you, we gotta guard against sinfulness and unrighteousness, huh? We gotta walk in the spirit, huh? And not after the flesh, huh? We gotta stay true to God, huh? And live right and live clean. Because there's an enemy, my friend, that's trying to destroy us today. Huh? Our plans, your and I plans as a church, huh? It's to make heaven our home and walk through the pearly gates huh? and be with Christ and God forever. And the devil's plan is to do all that he can to keep us from getting in there. Amen. Surely that's happening. I want to read one final thought I wrote down this morning. If I can read it without my glasses. And let me read you this note here. The message for us today is to guard our hearts from sin and to keep the faith through all of life's circumstances we find ourselves in. Uh, to be enduring during this life. To hold on to God who is holding on to us as a father with his own children. He will never leave us, nor forsake us. He will be with us to the end of this life. Amen. Here is what I believe is happening in the world today. <clears throat> we are living in the last days before the coming of Christ. The devil has a short time left until he is cast into the lake of fire. He has declared war on the church and the saints of God who have the testimony of Jesus Christ. He has cast out of his mouth a flood of troubles, chaos, all kinds of, uh, of sinfulness and deception of the truth. He has created a secular world where there is no true God. Uh, in it and only the God of this world. You and I are seeing the effects uh, of it every day around us. The stories we hear, the things we see on TV, and all the problems that are happening are, are not normal. Our nation has been plagued with broken homes, Broken lives, deadly sicknesses and disease, with no cure, drugs, sexual sin, homosexuality, perversion. Our children are going through, growing up in a world that is more sinful and evil than it has ever been. I could go on, but we have not the time. Just remember this. In Revelations 12 and 11, it says this, They had overcome him, that Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their own lives unto the death. 
Amen. I tell you this morning, let's stay true to God. Amen. Regardless of what we go through, let's have the integrity and be strong. Amen. And God will see us through. Praise the Lord. We got a better, we've already won. <laughs> it's already been written. The church is won. Amen. Praise God.